0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Hey, good to see you today. I am uh, Vince. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, Welcome to our Thanksgiving service. So glad you guys are here. I'm not preaching today. Kenny's not preaching today. Yep. (laughs) You guys are preaching today. And so, yeah, give yourselves a hand. You guys are preaching. Absolutely. um, Let me start off with a verse and just explain kind of what we're thinking here today. Colossians chapter 3. I'm sorry, I'm a preacher. I can't do this without holding the mic. All right. Colossians 3. Paul says this. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You know... Right now in our culture, there's all kinds of stuff going on in the news every day. There's all kinds of things that could take control and rule over our emotions and our hearts, right? But Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. That's what we've been doing all morning already. And he says this, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Thanksgiving's mentioned three times in that passage. And thanks, thanksgiving really is, it's a heart posture that says, I'm looking upward and I'm looking outward and I'm looking inward and I'm seeing that God is at work all over the place. God is at work in my life. God is at work in the world around me. God is at work in my marriage and my home and my family and my friends. And one of the things I think in our culture, uh, and I'll, I'll just start off by saying a quick thanks myself. This year, for the first time, I was able to take a sabbatical and uh, took the month of July off. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And uh, I got to put this thing down quite a bit and just pause and reflect. And there's something amazing that happens when we pause and reflect and take time to realize all the goodness of God that's all around us and just take time to, to thank him. And I, I hope that today as we start into this gathering, that that'll be our heart posture. We want to take a day and just say, man, God has been at work doing so much stuff this year. Let's really take some time and pause and sit back and reflect and enjoy the goodness of God. Let's take some time to look up and get outside of all the regular stuff our minds dwell on all the time and have our perspective lifted to see God high and lifted up and realize that he's the king of our life, he's the king of this world, and that nothing's impossible with our God. Amen? So. Um, I want to encourage you guys to just uh, sit back, hang back today. We're going to have a few of you that we've asked ahead of time come up and share some evidences of grace. Um, One of the things that, and we've talked about this a few times here, we see in Scripture is that God calls His people regularly to pause and remember. All the festivals were times for the Jewish people, for God's people to pause and remember His goodness. And that's, that's really what this day is about. It's a, it's a day for us to pause corporately together and hear evidences of grace and say, man, God is so good. He's so amazing. So as you hear these stories, I want to encourage you guys. There's probably about uh, eight to ten people going to come up here and share some, some uh, stories of God's grace at work in their life and, and through the church. I want to encourage you guys to, to sit back and enjoy it. Laugh, cry, weep, engage fully and more than anything, let these stories point your eyes up to see God high and lifted up, and, and just let your heart be prone to worship. Amen? All right, cool. Uh, let me say a word of prayer, and then we're going to get started. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this time to gather together and remember that you are God, and that I am not, and that that takes an immense amount of pressure off my shoulders, because I get to rest in your goodness, in your love, in your sovereignty, in your grace at work in my life. And I pray for each one of us today that as each person comes up and speaks, we would catch another glimpse into your story, another glimpse into the story that you're telling through our lives. And I pray that you would help us to have hearts that are just moved by worship for you. Have your way in the service. Help us to have a lot of fun and to to um, just really enjoy one another and enjoy you even more fully as a result of this, in your name, we pray. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. So our first victim we're calling up to the stage is Mr. David Young. Come on down, David
1: tall, <laughs> I wish. Um, who here likes, wants to hear from God or likes to hear from God? Yeah? So, so uh, my whole life, that's, that's what I wanted. And, and uh, it's something I always said. Man, I just don't really hear from God. I know God. I pray to him. I believe he's there. I know he's, I want to believe he's working, but I don't really hear from him. And, and I've said that my whole life. And, um, but you know, when, when I got married, I married a wife who hears from God and she would talk about it. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So halfway into our marriage, uh, from where we are now, um, she sits down and tells me, she was like, man, I just, I just feel like I'm not really hearing from God anymore. Um, it, it's like he's silent. Man, that broke my heart. You know, I, I, I didn't know, know what to do with that. And, and, and I was like, God, can you do something? The, the one trait that I did not want to rub off on my wife was that. And because uh, I've always, I've been a lot up here and very little down here. And um, so fast forward a little bit, show for a second what it means to even hear from God, but fast forward a little bit, um, a couple of years ago, I got sick and uh, and I was in a hospital and uh, New City uh, as a church, when I got in there, they didn't know what I had. First, they said I had cancer, then they said I had TB, and then they said I had mycoplasmic pneumonia, blah, blah, blah. They didn't even know what it was, but I I couldn't break my fever, I was super sick, and Vince... She randomly shows up at the hospital. I didn't even know him that well. He still came in and spent time with me. And people in the hospital, uh, friends started showing up and I had people start to pray for me. Um, and, and my mind was a little messed up. I was kind of staring at the walls and, and just falling apart. And uh, people even uh, across the globe were praying, and they would, they would text me stuff and say, Hey, I've been praying for you, and, and, and this is what I felt like God said. And, and they would say these things that would hit me in the heart. And, and I knew God was speaking, and, and I knew I didn't have the ability to pray, and I wasn't reading my Bible, I wasn't doing anything. I was kind of a bumbling mess, but God was using other people to speak to me, and I, and I started to hear from him through other people. And, and in that, I eventually got better, and, and as I recovered, I remember looking at New City and saying, um, you know, hey, New City needs this, and I don't know what it is, and I don't really hear from God but I think that we need to to, to be, be praying for people, and my wife was like, yeah, we need to be praying for people, and and so we, we offered up, hey, why don't we just come in the mornings and sit out back and, and just pray for the church, and then we're going to stand up front, and just when people come up, we're going to pray, and um, in that, I started to see God's heart, and um, you know, I, I, um, I in faith just started praying for people, and my wife at the same time was doing the same thing, and we started Having people come up and as we prayed, we listened and um you know the whole time I was like, well I don't hear from God, I don't hear from God, but I'm saying these things and I'm watching people God speak to their hearts like he spoke to me and and it, it 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 was crazy because in that i I started to hear from God and 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 um, and my wife started to hear from God and in 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 hearing from God I, I saw it didn't even matter what I even thought hearing from God was. I, I started to see his heart, his heart for his people, his heart for me and for everyone. And, um, man, I, I, can't, I can't begin to tell you how thankful I am for this church, for my wife, who took care of me, takes care of me, and puts up with me. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and just to say that, the, like, hey, God, God is, he loves us so much, his heart is for us. And he's not looking for us to be perfect or have everything right or, or have proper theology and have all this stuff, you know, even though that stuff's good. But he's saying, hey, if you want something, step forward a little bit. Even if you don't know what it looks like, if you, even if you don't know what's going to come, there, there's a risk in having faith in the Lord. And what you'll find out most of the time, God's putting that desire in there because he wants to give it to you. But he's calling you to trust him for it. And it doesn't come through um, uh, knowing you're supposed to do this, it usually comes from just saying, "Man, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't even want to do it, but I'm gonna give this a shot. Move forward and watch him move." Man, I'm so thankful for for God's heart for us and being able to know what that is. And when you see us up there praying, all we're doing is saying, "Hey, I, I want to share God's heart with you." And uh, so, if it, and this is just a plug, if any of you want to feel like you need to hear God's heart, please come up and let us just pray for you. We love it. It is, it is life-giving to us. Like, uh, it, we even had to step back a little bit from some of the stuff we're doing, and Vince was saying, oh, well, you need to replace the prayer ministry. I was like, no way, man. I feel rejuvenated every time I get to pray for people, because I get to see God's heart. And if you want to see God's heart, come up. We'd love to pray for you. Thank you so much.
0: How many of you guys have been blessed by the prayer ministry over the past? Yeah. I'll tell you, as a pastor, um, getting up to preach on Sundays, sometimes you get up and, and you're, you're full, and sometimes you get up and you're exhausted, and you think, man, I'm not well prepared. But no matter how I'm feeling before I go to get up in the pulpit, if I get a chance to stop by and David and Kirsty pray for me, all that just goes away, and I just feel the sweet love of God, and it helps me get into a place where I'm ready to to get up and share God's Word. So thank you guys so much for that. Also, I know they're, they're also looking for people, if you're interested in getting involved in that as well and praying for others, talk to David and Kirsty because I'm sure they'd love to rope you in. All right. Well, speaking of people being blessed by their spouses, um, a few months ago, we had a guy in our church who we all love uh, get married, and uh, his lovely wife moved all the way here from Chicago. And... <laughs> Yeah, we love Catalina, so we want to give her an opportunity to come up and share. Can't wait to hear what um, she has to say.
2: I'm inviting my husband, too. Um, So, um, we wanted to come up here because our story is definitely one of, of stepping out in faith in, like, a thousand different ways. Especially because the original plan was not for me to move out here. It was for John to actually move to Chicago. <laughs> um, our first date was in Chicago, and and uh, <laughs> when when we like went out to dinner and stuff. One of the first things I told him was, "I will never leave Chicago." <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so you better fall in love with this city and I was pretty much like deadpan like I'll never leave and I, that's what I said for like 10 years um, I moved to Chicago from Ohio which I grew up just wanting to escape so Chicago was like the light in my life it was like I felt like it was God like providing and bringing me to a place where you know I found family, I found Christ, I found my independence And I found my identity in my job because I was a teacher. I was like an inner city Chicago teacher for six years. And it was a a really difficult job, but I had a lot of pride in it. And um, we started dating. And for me, it was pretty much like a fact, like a fact that we were going to end up in Chicago and and, uh <laughs> I was pretty much a brick wall I think at one point I was like well get used to it like <laughs> get used to the idea because <laughs> this is where we're gonna live and um, eventually one day I was sick I, I got sick for like I was sick for like three weeks straight with like respiratory issues and and uh, this thought kept playing in my mind that like here in Chicago we would have Pretty much everything. Like, we're both artists. Chicago is a world class art city. Um, It's got huge galleries. It's a place that artists go if they want to make it. Um, It has a huge music scene for John. There's like producers out there. There's pretty much everything. I had my job security. We had like culture and big buildings and excitement. And pretty much everything was there except for community. I was a church hopper. Um, I had been to three different churches that ended up falling apart because, like, one pastor had an affair, the other church, there was issues I didn't really know happened, but it was, like, in, at the top, Um, but Chicago is kind of a city that kind of eats churches alive, a lot of, like, church planners go, and eventually, John was very patient and very loving, but eventually... uh, one day I kind of sat on my couch and I realized that the Lord was telling me to move to San Diego. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I can't believe this. Uh, <laughs> but I, I got to a point, to finish my side of the story, I got to a point where I realized that I had put all of like my security and all of my identity in Chicago and that I was so terrified of losing that that I didn't know what was at the other end. I didn't know, like, you know, what is my life going to be if I'm not a Chicago teacher? Because, like, that's a different ball game. Like, I'm not just a teacher. I'm a Chicago teacher. It means I've been through a lot. It means I've been, like, <laughs> I've, I'm not even going to go into it. But <laughs> it's, like, a source of pride. Like, I'm tough. And what if I'm not that anymore? How are people going to know if I'm tough? So I bought a leather jacket so that everyone would know (laughs) that I've been through a lot. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I got this at Target. It's fake. Um, so (laughs) So I had to do a lot of soul searching, realizing that God was calling me out of the place that I felt like he called me into to provide all these things, and I really went through, like, really went through, like, oh my god, I'm so scared. I nearly ruined our John's proposal, because I was so scared of moving to San Diego, that I was like, I could not process it. Um, but I'll let John talk about what came on the other
3: side. Um, so yeah, we, we got married, you guys know, in July, um, and it's it's been a breeze now, nah. but <laughs> seriously. So you know we we got married in July and um, and you know we I think even her coming to, to to San Diego as kind of the the starting point the major the major thing for for our relationship like everything everything we've had to deal with so far you know we're on like you know about fourteen or fifteen weeks of marriage now um, everything has been. Uh, Everything has been like questions like like major questions, um like, oh man you know you how are we gonna make money for real like how are we gonna <laughs> like when you know we're both artists, like living in San Diego, it's not cheap here um and moving across the country, like was she gonna like hate you guys and <laughs> and despise me for it and like um it, all these questions that that still aren't answered, actually, I feel like we, we were talking about this yesterday. like every day it's stuff like we we, we got to look at each other and look at God too, like, man, I really don't know. Um, but the the good news we she she talked about it um, yesterday is we've actually got to learn how to be content like never before, like like it says in Philippians four, um, with with much or with little. Like, really learning to be content um, in where God has us and, and what he's calling us to and, and who he calls us every day, like sons and daughters. Um, like, I think for both of us for the first time in a while or to a newer depth, like, we're understanding that. And, um, it's cool because we get to enjoy it together um, and remind each other together and, and see the arc you know, of God's story and his provision. And for that, we are thankful.
0: No, probably not. We can get rid of that thing. Let's give them one more hand clap. It's awesome. We love John and Kat. It's been so awesome getting to know Kat over the last few months. And, um... Also, it's been, it's been awesome getting to know uh, several of you, so our church has been growing, um, and so there's a lot of new faces, and one of those new faces, if he's around, I'm going to see, is Warren back there? Warren. Warren Dufty. If you guys don't know Warren and Courtney, you need to. They're amazing, and they represent a whole group of people that have come and, and joined us recently, and they're just a pleasure to be around always, so, man, take it away. Uh, hi, I'm Warren. This
4: is Millie. Um, Millie. <laughs> she's a little. She's, uh, when I wrote this sermon, I did not envision that she was going to be in my arms. Just kidding. It's not a sermon. Uh, um, but, yeah, we, we have a whole uh, crew over at Point Loma, a uh, bunch of really close uh, friendships. And um, we came to New City about a year ago. Unfortunately, we had uh we left the church so we'd been at it a really long time, and it was uh painful and um so we started to uh go and look for a new uh church home and so which I had never had like done that before said no real idea like uh what to do um and so uh the last sermon that we were at, at our last church was Matt on uh, matthew eighteen and it was a memorable one um then we go to another church, not New City, and we're sitting down, and they're doing the reading of scripture. And sure enough, that sermon was going to be on Matthew 18. And we were all there, and we all kind of looked at each other like, "No way!" And uh, and then um, you know we were kind of like dating churches, and so we we came to New City, and um, guess what the sermon was? Matthew 18. It was so crazy. Um, the uh, So by that time, at first, like the second time when we doubled up on Matthew 18, we kind of looked at each other and like chuckled. The third time when we were here, kind of gave us goosebumps. Um, and, you know, it was a weird chapter in all of our lives because, like I said, this is like kind of uncharted territory. None of us knew, you know, how to go select a new home church. But I felt like uh, one... Um, that sermon was very different than all the other ones that we had heard. It was really powerful, and it was on uh, it was deep on forgiveness. Um, I remember there was like a uh, Simon, not Garfunkel, but uh, there was, he was like a Jew hunter, or I'm sorry, a uh, Nazi hunter. I was thinking of uh, uh, what is it? Rosenthal. Yep he would go to like Argentina and bring these Nazis who escaped back and put them on trial. And there was a um, this SS trooper who was on his deathbed and he was like, please forgive me for the atrocities that we have committed to your people. And Simon was like, no. And he walked out. And uh, and then there was a la- another lady who like, Kim, Corey Tim Boom. And uh, she had a friend, she was in a concentration camp and one of her best friends died in a concentration camp and she was like at a, uh, she's a Christian and she like, this is years, years later, she's at a, um, a service and um, she sees the guard who was like at the door uh, for the gas chambers, like he was an SS guard and, uh, and he came up and asked her for forgiveness. And she was like, I can't do it. Lord, help me, give me strength. And he, like, puts out his hand to shake it, and she, like, gave him a big hug and forgave him. And it was just the the Simon one was at the beginning, the Corey one was at the end, and it was just so powerful. And not only was it, like, tripled up Matthew 18, but it also addressed a lot of the wounds um, that we had. And so we started to feel healing. And so it's like, when you go back and think about it, like, Okay, if you're gonna go select the church, how cool would it be to see everybody preach on the same sermon? That, like, you could just like I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't be cool, but in this in this scenario, I felt like it wasn't Groundhog Day. They were all different. Um, so not only were we like I just I felt in so many different angles that God was, uh guiding us, and that really took the pressure off, like, okay, Jesus, take the wheel, you know, like, we're just gonna, work are in here, and, um, it's really felt like home, you guys have really taken us in, and, <laughs> and, so, anyway, I think she's telling me it's time to wrap up, um, but yeah, uh, we love you guys, and we'd really like to get to know you guys, too, so, I'm Warren, my wife's Courtney, um, together, we are Wortney.) um, <laughs> And uh, we've got Phoebe, Gus, Ruby, and Millie. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, love you guys.
0: So, if you guys haven't gotten to know the crew, definitely get to know them. They're amazing, and um, they've dove right in as well. And I love to see that. I love it when people come to a church and they don't just uh, show up and hang out kind of in the back and, and show up late and leave early kind of thing, but they actually dive in. So they're helping watch our kids. They're helping get involved in community, and we're, we're thankful for Warren and Courtney and, and the whole crew they represent. And um, speaking of uh, new things, new experiences, uh, this year we were able to send my daughter uh, halfway around the world um, on a mission trip. And so uh, thank you guys, first of all, for many of you individually giving and helping sponsor her to be able to go. And also our church gave a little bit to help uh, close the gap. And so we all together worked hard and sent her. Is she here? <laughs> hey, there she is. Yeah, Lily's here. So Lily, come on down. And we wanted to hear from her.
5: All right. So one, thank you guys so much for putting me on this trip. I learned so much about myself, others, and God. Um, I did a vocational program called Compass, which is done through Gordon College. And the first part of this trip was a 10-day backpacking excursion through the Adirondack Mountains. And I learned, oh yeah, mosquitoes. I'm very allergic to mosquitoes, by the way. I got bit so much, I was completely unrecognizable when I came back, (laughs) but that's okay. But through the 10-day backpacking excursion, I really learned how to trust others and God, most importantly, because, man, we did a portaging trip, which was the hardest thing I've ever done. Carrying an 85-pound canoe on your back for three miles is not fun. (laughs) We also lost some of our food along the way, so that was really scary because we were carrying everything in our backpacks. And when you lose food, that is not okay. (laughs) But we did find it. God provided for us. We did not die, (laughs) thankfully. Um, The next part of the trip was 10 days of theology classes where we tackled the question of why does a good God allow bad things to happen to good people, which was really, really hard to just break apart and put together. But in the end, we really just learned that God is way too big and just and so hard for us to understand to basically limit him to our understanding of the word, quote unquote, good and that was just amazing. Um, The next part of the trip was a 10 day missions trip in Iceland where I met some of the most energetic children I've ever met in my whole entire life. (laughs) Even when it was raining, they wanted to play outside. We thought we were all gonna get sick, it was insane. But what I really learned was how important it is to have a community that loves you and is really intentional with you. In the adventure camp, we had these two kids who are refugees from Iraq who went to Iceland to seek refuge from the war in their country. And I heard some of the most heartbreaking stories from them. And they never really felt love and intentionality until we came and did the adventure camp with them. Um. (laughs) They had scars all over their bodies. They just lost a lot of family members. It was so heartbreaking just to hear their stories. By the end of the camp, they were able to find a community that loved and cherished them, and they're really thankful for that. So I really thank you guys for putting me on this trip that allowed me to, (laughs) um, that allowed me to get a lot of these new experiences and just learn a lot of new lessons. If you guys want to know more about the trip, just let me know, give me an email. I have a whole website on this whole entire trip. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs)
0: Why she made me cry, man. Uh, What's that? Ivan's going next. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Sorry. I'm all, like, teary Okay. Thank you, Lily, for sharing. That was awesome. And, uh, yeah, her website, she worked really hard on it. So if you guys want to see that, go give her your email. She'd love to share it with you. Um, and one of the families that just was so generous and so loving and helped send Lily was, as always, they're so good to us, uh, are the Fines. We love them so much. And I, I wanted Tom to just come up and share whatever's on his heart um, because every time he shares, uh, it's good. And so, yeah, I feel loved by God through you, man.
6: Thank you. No, no pressure. <clears throat> there are probably millions of things to be thankful for. And as I thought about it this morning after Vince asked me when I got here to talk, <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, God, what is the most important thing? What is the, the highlight thing that you want me to share? And I, to be honest, I mean, God has given us so much more than we deserve. He's actually not given us what we deserve. Me And I'm talking, I say we, meaning me, my family. Um... He's given us all that we need. We want for nothing. He's, uh, D- Dale was talking earlier about how God gives, and out of that grace, we get to bless others. And, and we truly believe that all that we have is not ours. So um, in terms of being thankful, there's something deeper that I'm thankful for today. And I think it's... Whew, I've never felt more known by people than this group here, than this church. I've never felt more um, cared for, more loved. I've never felt more more known. And I think I've, I've had a few different kind of spiritual fathers over the years who've said to me, Tom, whatever you do, wherever you go in life, contend for community. Contend for it, meaning... Fight for it, make it a priority, and um, I know it's because he loves me, and he loves the process of making me more like Jesus and my family, and and I think I'm most thankful today because he's put us in a place where he gets to do that, and we get to go through that the process, and it's it's a long process, it's lifelong. And I just look back over the last 15 years, 14 years, almost 15 that we've been here. And I'm so thankful that today. Um, I, I'm just. I'm changing still that he's changing me, that he's that he's calling out the sin in my life and exposing it because of community, because of you guys. And I. I don't think, I mean, it's easy to say I'm thankful for community, but like my spiritual fathers say to me, I say to you guys, contend for this. It's worth contending for. It's so worth being known and being changed by God's grace through his people. And I'm totally thankful for this church. I'm thankful for Vincent Kenny as our elders. I feel more cared for than I ever have by any elder in any church. And I think it's Christ. I I know it's Christ in you guys. So um, I'm most thankful for that. So thanks for the opportunity. I hope that was what you expected.
0: Amen. Such a good reminder that, that everything we have is a gift that God has provided for us. Like this moment the breath in our body, everything we have is a gift of a generous Father. Thanks, Tom, for that reminder, man. And um, you're right, we've got to contend for this. Community like this doesn't come easy. To be to have a place where you can be known as you are and loved as you are is a very special thing indeed in this world. And so thank, thank God for the gift of that grace. Amen? Amen. That's awesome. Um, next, I wanted to invite up... Uh, the mother of Lily Larson, uh, Nancy, who just, uh, she was in a program this past couple of years. We haven't got to hear a lot from her, um, but she always has wonderful stuff to say. Take it from me, I'm her husband. So, and and I'm her microphone stand as well right now.
7: All right, I'm not as cool as Lily. She's able to do things without notes. (laughs) All right. Hey guys, man, this past year has been an eventful one for me. I finally graduated my intense radiology program and then soon after got a job with Sharp Memorial where I did my internship. (laughs) 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 Praise God. I'm one step closer to working with women at the pregnancy centers and giving them hope in a God that can. Obviously, like, you know, Lily's she's my baby angel. I love her so much, and I when I think about the times that I found myself like 18, and what am I going to (laughs) do? When I thought it was impossible, I'm glad that the Holy Spirit gave me the strength to believe that God can. But I have to say, um, none of that would have been possible without you guys being on board, my family being on board. I'm thankful that God placed you guys in my life. Each one of you, in the new unique way that God has shaped you, breathed life into me when I was zombie mode these last two years. I'm naturally an extrovert, but school definitely turned me into an introvert because I needed to focus my energy in it. Towards the end, I could feel myself become a little depressed because that's not how God shaped me. It was draining. I learned a lot about myself in my program. You think you'd already know what you're made of going in. but man God revealed a lot of pain that I haven't been processing. And a lot of you guys who... Uh, um, know me a little bit more, know that I'm a very slow processor. I, I uh, tend to fight for the things and the emergencies that are going around me and put myself last. And when you do that, let me just tell you, it will come out in very ugly ways. Um, so it was definitely a roller coaster ride. <laughs> but I'm thankful even though through the trials, I had a church family that was praying for me. Let me cry on them. Um, I had couches to nap on during some of my Sabbath days, and naps are very important to me. Made food and fed my family, took my kids out, texted me scriptures when I wanted to just say, you know what, God, forget it. I'm thankful for you guys reminding me that it's not what I do, but what God is already doing in me. I'm thankful that in my moments that I was harsh or short with any of you guys, you embraced me and loved me through it. And I realized, wow, God doesn't need my success. He needs my surrender. Thank you for being family with me, guys. I love you guys very much.
0: Nancy Larson. I married her. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, we've got uh, a couple of more. And I would love uh, another family that joined us in the past Man, how long has it been, Todd? Since you guys, get 18 months, 15 months, 12 months? I'm really bad at time. 14, 13 to 14 months, the Moors joined us, moved down from Tacoma. How many of you guys have been blessed by the Moore family? <laughs> Todd's spoken a couple times here on Sunday, helped cover the pulpit, great speaker, great teacher, and uh, helped lead the story of God just a few weeks ago, and that was, it was wonderful. Um, to just be able to sit back, and I I love to watch Todd lead. He's just such a gift from God, and uh, his wife is no exception to that. Hannah is an amazing gift. She's got such an awesome heart, and um, we wanted her to just come up and share whatever she felt on her heart um, from this past year, and uh, evidence of grace. We love you, Hannah.
8: Yeah, when Vince said, would you share something from this last year at Evidence of God's Grace, I, I knew right away what I should share, what I felt I was supposed to share. Um, we did move here 13, 14 months ago, and exactly 12 months ago, actually in November, we moved into a house in La Mesa. And uh, we have five kids, and at that time they are between 2 and 12. And within two or three days of moving into our house, um, I, my body just sort of, it crashed. My body and my mind crashed. And um, I got really sick uh, for about three to four months with a ton of symptoms that it's not even worth going into, but I was having tests done, weren't sure what was wrong with me. I was at about 20% capacity, probably, (laughs) of my norm, and so that meant that my husband had to take over, pretty much caring for our kids and me and our family when we had been in a new house for three days, four days in a new state, so we moved here from Washington. So anyway... Everything just uh, blew up, and um, so I was in a. It was a really dark time, and we didn't know anybody. Like my parents lived here, but we didn't have any community, um, and so it was a really difficult time, uh, really dark, really confusing. Um, and I was, I think, worst of all. I was really, really scared that I was never going to get better, and you know, my worst, the, my my worst thought was, I'm not going to be able to raise my children. Like, like I wanted to, like, that was how low I was, I was just, um just really didn't have any hope, and, um, and so, at, uh, during that time, though, um, I was reading a book, Heidi knows that I'm going to share, I was reading a book, and, um, and during that time, too, kind of like, who else shared this, I think David, I was just so, like, I couldn't even really, like, read my Bible, pray, I mean, I was that sick, I just couldn't really do those things for myself, But I I did read this one book and there was these few sentences that um, I got to and she was talking about how when we are going through something really difficult there's a couple different kinds of grace. (laughs) There's the delivering grace when God in his grace delivers us from our situation. He brings us through it. um, We get better. uh, You know, a relationship resolve is is reconciled, whatever. But there's also God's sustaining grace. (laughs) And um, it was talking about how when we are so desperate for God to deliver us from something or bring us through a situation, we really often don't recognize that he's, by his grace, sustaining us every single day and every hour. And I had just sort of felt abandoned, and I didn't feel God's presence, and I was terrified. And as soon as I read that, it was like, oh, this is the reason I I read this book, these three sentences right here. Like the Spirit just said, I, I know this is really awful, and you're not through it yet, and I can't even tell you when you're going to be through it, when you're better, but I have been sustaining you. You don't like this, <laughs> and you're scared, but I have been sustaining you every day. and I have sustained your husband to care for you and all your five kids in a new place, and I will continue to sustain you. And um, so for me, like in that moment, I didn't get better right away. That's a whole other story, but my perspective shifted, and I, and, I, and I could say, okay, I believe God is sustaining me today, whether it feels like it or not. <laughs> that often doesn't matter, I mean, how we feel, because God is faithful, and he is always doing what he's promised to do, whether we feel like it or not. He is. He's good. He's faithful. So um, I wanted to share that because I thought, you know what? They might, there may be some people here who are feeling that can relate to the emotions that I just shared, um, and I want to encourage you that, um, God is sustaining you. If you're His child. He's your father, um, and He will He will sustain you. And yes, maybe you want that delivering grace. You want the situation to be over that you're in, and I believe it will come. But He is going to be faithful to sustain you. So that's what I'm most thankful for. Um, right now, a year later, we are in a much different place as a family, <laughs> and we've grown a lot through it. And we're very thankful for each other and for this family as well. So. That's what I have to share.
0: Praise God for His grace, Amen. Let's just take it. Let's just take a second. We just we're we're gonna keep going. We've got uh, three more people who are gonna share, but let's just pause for a second. You close your eyes with me. I just want to say thank you, God, for your sustaining grace. The sole reason that we are here right now in this moment is your grace. You hold all things together. You are so good, and you've delivered us. And it's your grace that sustained us. That's awesome. Mm, that's such good news. Um, I'm gonna ask uh, Dale Shank. You guys have heard him. He's preached up here a couple times this year. This guy is a wonderful addition to New City, and I can't wait to see what God does in his life. Whether he becomes an elder here or goes out and plants another church, God has His hand on Dale and Gabe. Um, so we love you guys. Come down here and share whatever's on your heart, man. Uh,
9: man, I, I was just, I don't really think I have too much prepared um, for this because I've been in Mexico with my wife. Um, but we, when I came back this morning, I was trying to think, trying to think. And as I was sitting there, and not that it's hard to... Uh, Find things to be thankful about, but I just wasn't sure what I was going to say. And um, as people came up here, uh, I just began to realize, like, I respect every single person that has come up here and talked, and um, they've impacted my life in one way or another. Um, So I guess as I was thinking about it, I just wanted to kind of um, give you guys the testimony of how my wife and I ended up here. So I was going to a church that I grew up in since I was three years old. And I really felt like God was calling me to ministry. Um, and But the pastors at this church just weren't giving me opportunities. They weren't even trying to mentor me, even though I was asking and asking and asking. And uh, finally, my wife and I made the decision, hey, maybe we should move on. So We leave the church, it's a big disaster, Um, some broken relationships in there. We start going to other churches, and um, kind of what Warren said, you're you're just kind of dating this church, or you show up and and, um, you just don't really feel like it's where you need to be. Uh, And we were so exhausted just trying to find churches, and um, so we woke up one Sunday, it was probably nine o'clock in the morning. We just Googled churches in San Diego, uh, and New City popped up, and we're like, what do we have to lose? We've already gone to all these churches. Let's let's go there. So we pull up, get out of the car, and um, real quick beforehand, some of the reasons why we didn't enjoy the other churches, because we didn't feel like people were being intentional and um, trying to get to know us. So we come to New City, and we're not even like to the ramp over here. And Austin is like screaming down, hey guys, welcome, welcome to New City. <laughs> and we're like kind of taken back. Like this is this is awesome. One, yeah. Um and so we're like, okay, that's these these people like actually want to get to know us. And and we come and, and I meet Vince and Kenny and um, they're just the most awesome dudes. And um I'd say as my wife have been going here, we've really learned more about the gospel. And like David said, I'm, I'm, I'm a heady person, and sometimes it's hard to get it down to my heart. And uh, Vince and Kenny have just really challenged me to get things down to my heart. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, as I said, I, I feel called to ministry, and I feel like God has really placed my wife and I at this church and place these people in my life who really want to pour into me, who really want to see me grow as a person, as a person, and as a minister. And uh, I'm just so thankful for Vince and Kenny. I don't know how how much you guys know this, but they're two really busy men, like really busy. And, uh, and they still take time to really pour into people in this church and to love um, people in this church, and, and as far as my gospel community on mission, I've, I can't believe just how many amazing people go to this church, and and that I'm in community with Daryl and, and Tom, just these just men of God that I respect so much, and and I know for sure God has has brought my wife and I here, and and has been so gracious to us to 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 bring us to this church where we could grow. Um, and, and really understand the gospel deeper, and grow in community, and uh, yeah, we've, we've just grown so much, and so I'm so thankful for everybody in this church, I'm so thankful that God has brought us to this church, and, and really challenged us to, um, to grow, yeah, so thank you.
0: Awesome, you guys enjoying this? Awesome, that's good, we got uh, room for two more, I'm gonna ask uh, Heidi to come up and share. And if you don't know Heidi, you should. You should fix that today. She and Trevor are uh, jewels. They're amazing. We love them so much. So Heidi, come share whatever whatever we. Okay.
10: Just so you guys know, he asked me while he was sitting right next to me. So, and I said, "Well, if the Spirit tells you, He'll tell you." So here I am. No. I don't know. Yeah, I here I'm processing as I'm standing here. Okay, Um, no, something that sparked uh, as I'm thinking through it. Something that David said about just hearing from God. I think kind of I feel connected in that way. Like I always want to hear from God. Like that desire, and I feel like I have. There's been moments where I'm like, that is the voice of God. I've even had, you know, a middle of the night where I've heard his name. I've heard his voice whisper my name, and has. And I just started writing, and he told me exactly what to say to something I needed to say. You know, it's just things like that that um, have been just such a blessing and a gift in my life to hear his voice um, in different ways and forms that that comes. Um, and like David said, you could whole, there's a whole theology, you know, thoughts and behind that. But for me, it's been a gift. And um, you guys all know the last three years have been just a painful and, confusing and hard time for me as I process um, the death of my daughter. <sighs> um, and there have been times where he has just loved me, spoken to me very specifically, and it even is just, as I think about his hand, like, weaving this quilt perfectly, I was talking to Tyson about that today, just how we see these, like, perfect things that just When you look back, you're like, wow, he is amazing what he does and how perfectly he puts things together and um, how he kind of um, moved David and Kirstie to do this prayer thing and and stand up here. I remember one Sunday they weren't here and um, your cousin was talking about hearing the voice of God, like listening and hearing it. And it was so good for me because I would say this last year or so it's I haven't really heard his voice. And I don't think I was listening either, <laughs> but um, that Sunday I, I was so moved by his voice and by the sermon, and the things that I was thinking about were about Mizelle. That was my daughter who passed away, um, and and he's he was reminding me of things that he was loving me through that with, and I, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you, <laughs> you, you know, just kind of being reminded of that, and. Um, her name means um, lucky star, which if you look in the Hebrew, and we didn't know this after she passed away, um, means blessed heavenly body. And so, um, as I was sitting there, and it was at the end, and usually someone's there to pray, I was like, I just heard, you know, just that sense, like, go, go stand up there and pray for people. And you're like, okay, I've never done this before. <laughs> um And as I was standing there, I look up into the ceiling, and there is a star balloon. (laughs) And it would just, I don't know, for me, it was like God knew exactly what I was thinking about during that sermon. Like, he knows me. He knows every hair on my head, every worry, every fear. And he wanted me to know that he heard me. You know, he's listening. He cares about everything we're thinking about and worrying about. and, um, And so I just, I think I'm thankful that in um, those little times, like that still small voice, when we just kind of barely open ourselves up to hear, he like wants to say something, you know, he wants to speak to us. Um, and I would say too that this last year, I think why I haven't been listening is I've been living living kind of what I've been calling it, I've told Hannah this, living in the less than life um, with Anya, uh, my daughter who you guys know uh wanting her to have her sister and trying to have another baby and it's been so long of wanting that um and so I've been living in that I don't have misselle and I don't have another daughter or a sibling to give Anya you know just living in these like less than lives like what I don't have. Um and when I realized that there was this one weekend where I realized that And I was like, oh, my gosh, because I heard this story of a mom, a wife who had lost her husband after eight years of marriage. And God had become like a concept to her because of the way she she called it the less than life. And I realized that, I don't know, I just started talking to God again. I don't know. I'm just so thankful for that. And I was like, I'm talking to you. I just felt like we were having a conversation. Um, So I guess I'm kind of scattered I told Vince, it's going to be a mess, but I will share. Um, <laughs> I'm just thankful for his still small voice, those moments where he breaks and just, like, softens your heart so that you can hear that voice. And he wants to talk to us all the time. And, um, yeah, I'm thankful that he he speaks to us. He wants to love us in very, very, like, unique ways um, and speak to those fears and those worries and the things that we um, hold him back because we're thinking about things that we don't have. or um, Yeah, I'm just thankful that he's patient with us.
0: Yeah. Man, I don't want to live a less than life. That's such a good reminder. And I think it's a good reminder of what days like this are for. It's a, it's, it's a time where we can pause and reflect on all of God's goodness. Say, man, hasn't God been good? God has been so good, and I've been living uh, almost, almost uh, in a forgetful way. I'm such a forgetful person. I love that song, I'm so forgetful, but you always remind me you're the one, you're the only one who brings me peace. Thank you, Heidi, for sharing that. Um, if I just pause and count my blessings, and begin thinking about everything that God has blessed me with already just this morning. Just, just, would you let your mind go there more and more this year? Would you, would you, could we as a church make sure that Thanksgiving isn't just a holiday or a weekend, but it becomes a way of life for New City, amen? Hearts of gratitude, and I'll tell you what, I could just start thanking God for every face I see in here, and every story that it represents, and every cup of coffee I've grabbed with each one of you, and so thankful for you guys, um, one person in particular I'm really thankful for, or one couple rather, um, is it's, it's, I feel very blessed that I get to do ministry with one of my best friends in the world, Mr. Kenny Lyles, and um, it's, that's a rare thing, you know, in corporate culture, corporate church culture, where you hire pastors, and based on what's on a piece of paper and stuff, it's really cool to get to do ministry with people you, you actually like to be with. It's a nice perk, and so... Um, I, I'm so glad that he and Hannah—they're going to come up and share, and then uh, we're going to close out with some songs and offering. But uh, thank you guys for coming and sharing. I, um,
11: I've been, I've been thinking about this opportunity all week, and um, thinking about, first of all, what a privilege it is to. Uh, have this opportunity to talk to you guys um, and share and for you guys to listen to what God has done in our lives this past year. Um, Kenny uh, took step out in faith to do full-time ministry this year, and um, as somebody who never thought I'd ever even marry anybody in ministry and at times refused in in my dating career or life. (laughs) <laughs> I never, I didn't know what to do in this year, <laughs> uh, but I, I have um, felt like as if, if grace was in a liquid form that it is just poured over me and we are dripping in grace um, from head to toe um, in this past year in our relationships, in our community, in the patience that you've had as we've matured in our first year of ministry, second year, second year of marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and the ministry that we've gotten to be a part of here with you guys, with 814. Mm. You guys, I love you. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that you guys have trusted us with your kids, why? <laughs> 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 because it's God. Um, and so for me personally, it's, it's been a privilege, but it's been an evidence of grace to be a part of those ministries. Um, specifically also with the Carvajals and Katie always having that grace again in helping me mature in in our walk in this new ministry. Um, So so as we've stepped out in ministry, we've just been ministered to so much. And um, from the prayers to the hugs to the intentional hugs to not letting us walk out the door or walk out of the service without and I love you, or how are you? Um, you guys are so protected. Um, you know, sometimes I don't know, I I often feel like I don't know what I'm doing or where our place is in this whole, um, in God's whole plan of his ministry and his family. But um, thank you guys. I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed and I can't deny his grace when I when we get to do ministry with all of you, and we love you, and that's that's the common trend that I have been thinking about this past week, and I just kept I kept saying we we can't have a Thanksgiving service and not tell them how thankful we are yeah. for you guys. So that's it.
12: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'll make. I'll make my comments brief. Um some of you guys remember uh a minister named Elbert, uh who was here um a year and a half ago and he was just kind of talking about listening to the Holy Spirit and um I got a little bit of time with him and in one of the meetings he was talking to me and he was just, you know, in the way that Elbert does, like, I feel like God might be saying this, you know. And um and he he kinda he said that you know, there's some things on your on your heart, that God's put on your heart, and um, it's almost like God is just saying, like, lean in, lean in, Kenny, and ask for it, like, go after it, not in like a, not in a weird way, but in a, go after the things that God has put on your heart, and at that time, God was putting on my heart to, to step into full-time ministry, and um, so last, the end of last year, uh, as many of you know, um, I started fundraising um, because the church was able to cover part of my salary, but I needed to cover the rest if it was going to work and um, and that's one of the most challenging, daunting things <laughs> I think that well that I've ever done it was one of the most sanctifying things that God brought me through because it was like I don't want to do that <laughs> you know I'm raised from the south you don't you don't ask anyone for money like ever. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah, I haven't eaten in two weeks, but no, I'm not hungry. No, I'm I'm, I'm good. And here I am going to call and ask up for my salary. But God was showing me a lot of things that it wasn't asking for me. It was the ministry that he wanted me to do and to make time and room for me to be able to do. And um, anyways, I think one of the things that I'm thankful for this year is just seeing, seeing God's provision in a way that I hadn't expected, you know, and, and just kind of like taking that step when you don't know what's there and it being ground (laughs) and then taking another step. And oh, oh my goodness, there's more ground. And and God just providing um, for us, you know, financially, but more than financially, like like Hannah was saying, just being able to minister to you all, being able to work in ministry with you all. And and also just feeling so ministered to by the people of this church, uh, by people praying for us, by people um, being there for us, um Giving gifts when that you didn't need to or didn't we didn't expect or ask for or anything like that it's just been amazing um god's grace um has been amazing for us and and to meet every need and his timing um and all that to be able to um for events to to have some sabbatical time this year and and for us to be you know okay <laughs> as a church we didn't all the way fall apart. <laughs> And that's God's grace and um, all of you. And so I'm so thankful for it. And that's all I wanted to share. So thank you all.
0: Man, God's been good, hasn't he? Yes. This is a verse that, as Tom was sharing about how God, all of us have been sharing about how God has been so gracious to us. This verse comes to mind. It's, it's from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 through 15. I'm going to read this to you, and we didn't put this on as a slide, because we were just winging today. This is just a family service. Is that okay? (laughs) All right, cool. Um, But this verse was on my heart. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. In this passage, Paul's talking to the Corinthian church. He's fundraising, essentially, for the churches that are going through persecution and in need and in want. And he's saying, basically, if you, if you listen to the flow of that passage, that generosity begets gratitude, which begets more generosity which begets more gratitude. That's a, there's a lot of vicious cycles in this world, but that's a pretty good cycle. And where does that generosity come from? Where, where did it begin? Well, he talks about it, right? He says, the surpassing gift. What's he talking about that we have from God? He's, he's talking about the grace that's ours in the gospel that was given to us, lavished upon us in the gospel, that, that God did not... Spare his own son. When we deserved, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, right? When we deserve so far less than what we have in this moment, God sent his son, born of a virgin, just at the proper time so that he could come and live a perfect life in our place and die a death in our place and we could have life, we could have hope, we could have all the things we're celebrating today. I'm just thinking about the fact that right before Jesus went to the cross, he had a last supper, a last communion time, and he reminded his disciples of what he was going to do that night. And he told them, as every time you get together for the bread and the wine, I want you to remember me. Take time and remember. That's what the service has been about. It's been about remembering God's grace, God's goodness. I just want us to pause for a second and maybe close your eyes. And remember the fact that God loved you so much, He sent His Son for you, who lived a perfect life every day in His flesh. And so as we take communion at the end of our gatherings every Sunday, we get to remember that the righteous life of Christ is ours when we put that bread into our mouth. And when we drink that cup, we remember that His blood was spilled to pardon us of every sin. Every, everything that would cause us to hang our head in guilt and shame, that would cause us to shrink back from God in fear, that's been wiped away. That's been washed away. We've been loved. God has lavished an inexpressible gift. I'm trying to express it, but I, words fall short of how gracious and and generous God's gift is for us. So as we close this service, I want to encourage all of us to respond in the ways we normally do. I hope that As you've heard these stories, it's provoked worship in your heart. Let that point you to the greatest gift of generosity and grace that God has given us. The life of his son, the hope of resurrection, a certain future with God. And come down and take communion and remember the good news of the gospel together and take it with glad hearts. And... um. If you want to pray today, if you say, man, I heard all this stuff, maybe I'm going through some stuff. I want to have a Thanksgiving story for next year to share. Come on down and get prayed for. That's another way to respond. We're going to sing a couple of songs. Just join in and sing with us. But the other big opportunity we have to respond this this Sunday in particular is this. Um, God has blessed us to be a blessing. Amen. That's what this verse is all about. Paul is saying, if God's been that generous with you, then th- and that, and that sparks gratitude in your heart. Let that spark generosity in your heart too. And as a church, we said, last year we were able to give a certain amount out beyond the borders of our church, beyond our needs. This year we want to up that. We want to up it from, I forget what the amount was, but up to $10,000 this year. That's our hope to raise this Sunday through this offering to raise the amount that we want to give to to mission needs and uh, needs here at Roosevelt Middle School and needs all around us in the community. And before we pay one staff salary, before we pay one month of rent here at Roosevelt, we want to raise up the amount and say, God, we're going to be generous because you've been so gracious to us. We want to be generous to the needs around us and show them the good news of grace through our giving and our generosity. So, um, during this time, if you would like to come and give and contribute, we've, we've asked you guys to pray and think about how much God's put on your heart to give. Um, you can come give analog or digital right down here. There's a, on MoGive on the website, there's a slide down for the Thanksgiving offering. There's offering uh, envelopes down here. You can just write Thanksgiving right, right on it. And uh, so we're going to take this offering up, and we'll be sharing with you guys what, what came in. And uh, I believe that God's going to do some awesome stuff, not just in New City this year like we've heard, but through New City. And that next year, there's going to be a lot of new faces of people that have come to faith because of our generosity. That's all been sparked where? From his generous gift. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity, the resources you've given us to steward for you. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't deserve one thing. And yet, my life is overflowing and abundant with grace. Every morning, your grace is new. Not just to cover all my sin, but to to love me and call me a son, a child of the king. What grace. And then on top of that, the, the breath in my body and the food in my belly and the shelter over my head and the love in my life, relationship after relationship that you've blessed me with. And yeah, the money in my bank account that represents the sweat of my brow Thank you that you've given me even the ability to earn wealth, and I pray that we would hold all these blessings with open, open hands and loose grips and say, God, what you've given me, I give back to you. Take it, bless it, break it, multiply it, and may many people come to faith in you in this next year. In Jesus' name, we love you. Everyone said, amen.